Chapter Six of A Fair Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. A Fair Mystery by Bertha M. Clay. Chapter Six. Faithless and Debonair. The Duke placed a shining gold sovereign in the hand of Doris, and another in the hand of quiet Mattie. The Duchess looked at the honest, healthy, pleasant face of little Mattie, her frank brown eyes and simple rustic manners, and said suddenly, I like this child best. She promises better. She fits her place. She will make the world better for her being in it. Thank you, Grace, said the gratified Patty. I hope so. But little Doris is very good, too. Only we cannot help spoiling her. She has such curious ways. Perhaps you wish to see me dance, said Doris, who had been placed on the floor. Mattie can't dance. She won't learn the steps. I learn, and I make some steps. See me. Full of grace as a true fairy, she caught one side of her little white gown, and with a glance of veiled coquetry at the Duke, began to dance. The Duke clapped his hands in hearty admiration. The Duchess, looking at her daughter, saw that she was deadly pale. "'My dear, you are ill. You are over-fatigued.' "'No, no, I'm quite well,' said Lady Estelle, calm and proud. "'I only want fresh air. The room is close.' They made hasty adieus, and Mark followed them to the carriage. Mattie stood, a good little figure, framed in the doorway. Doris danced like a butterfly over the turf near the gate." Mark, overcome by his great honours, returned to the parlour, and refreshed himself with a draught of cowslip wine. "'Here's an uncommon bit of civility, Patty,' he said. "'A duke is a duke, say what one may, and what a duke ours is. And what a rare, gracious lady is the Duchess. But the Lady Estelle, oh, she is rather a proud piece, I fear. But God bless her, she's young and doesn't know what life is yet. I hope she'll live to be a comfort and honour to them.' "'Patty, why don't you speak, my girl? "'You are pale as the dead. "'This visit has overdone you.' "'Oh, no, I'm only thinking very hard, Mark.' "'Mark knew of old that when Patty set herself to hard thinking, "'she might as well be let alone. "'So he went off to his work among the barley. "'But Patty worked that day with a burden on her heart. "'Well, well,' said the Duke, as they drove back, "'I did not expect to see such a wonderfully beautiful child.' "'even lovelier than you were, Estelle, when you were little.' "'Was I pretty?' asked the languid Estelle. "'Yes, this child is pretty, and seems to be rather bright.' "'The prettiest, brightest child I ever saw,' said the Duke. "'But such shocking ideas! "'I never saw so young a child with such bad tendencies,' cried the Duchess. "'It is easy enough to see how she will end.' "'How will she end, Mamma? said Lady Estelle's slow, sweet voice. "'Very badly, my dear.' She loves luxury, she is wilful, she is scornful, she will hate the plain ways of those good people, and they will be able to do nothing with her. Gifts and beauty, dangerous dower for this young bird of paradise in a wood-dove's nest. They are bringing up their own child well, I fancy. Yes, my dear, she is their own, they understand her, they are under no restraint concerning her. Honest Mark worships that little beauty, said the Duke. His eyes followed her every movement. She will govern him, and so much the worse for her. Your protégé will have tragedy, as well as comedy, in her life, Estelle. Why call her my protégé, said Lady Estelle indignantly, 
"'Surely I have sins and follies enough to answer for, Papa, "'without assigning to my protection a child of whom my mother prophesies such evil.' "'I wish we could do something for her,' said the Duke. "'What could we do?' "'She is admirably well kept. She goes to school. "'If that good Patty Brace could not succeed with her, "'could we, where life and fashion would fill her head with nonsense? "'Perhaps I only speak so because I am constitutionally indolent.' "'You are quite right. She has too much flattery and indulgence now,' said the Duchess. "'Sometimes I think that simple, unworldly life is best for everybody,' said Lady Estelle. "'I get tired of society and display, and fancy I should like to wear a print gown and lie all day under an apple-tree in bloom. "'But apple-trees don't bloom all the year, and the ground is often outrageously damp,' laughed the Duke. "'And these simple people cannot lie under trees all day, or much of the day.' "'Consider they must be making butter and cheese and curing bacon,' added her grace. "'So,' drawled Lady Estelle, "'then no doubt I had better stay as I am.' "'My dear girl,' said her father seriously, "'it is time to reconsider that determination to stay as you are. "'Not long ago you refused the Marquis of Bourne. "'You said he was too old and too plain. "'Now I have a proposal from the Earl of Seaton for your hand. "'He is neither old nor plain. "'He is in every way eligible.' "'Now you are boring me again, papa,' drawled Lady Estelle. "'But, my dear, I approve of the Earl. "'I really wish to see you married. "'What shall you say to him? "'Tell him to go away and not trouble me, papa. "'My daughter, he deserves a better answer. "'You are my only child. "'I shall not live for ever. "'I must consider your future. "'Marriage will contribute to your happiness. "'I am happy enough, papa. "'Then think of our happiness, your mother's and mine.' "'Oh, Estelle, when I saw that lovely little child, "'how I wished I had a grandchild like that!' "'A ruddy blush dyed Lady Estelle's face, and she was silent. "'Daughter,' said the Duchess, "'do not wait and refuse all offers from some romantic fancy about falling in love. "'That does not belong to your rank. "'Perhaps your nature is not to love any man very passionately, "'but you will care for your husband when you are married, "'and you will love your children.' Lady Estelle drooped her eyelids until the long lashes rested on her swiftly paling cheek. "'Mamma, I hate the word marriage,' she said, with far more than her usual vehemence. "'We will drop the question at present,' said her mother anxiously. "'You are looking very pale and ill. This long ride has been too much. I wish I had not permitted it.' "'Yes, Lady Estelle was the worse for her visit. She looked paler each day, and often when alone she whispered, "'Faithless and debonair,' "'Faithless and debonair, faithless and debonair.' "'The Duke soon concluded "'that he must begin his wanderings again "'in search of health and strength "'for his idolised only child. "'The suitors were sent away, "'the castle was closed, "'and the family of Downsbury "'went far from Brackenside and Little Doris.'" End of chapter 6